Coming up on the Rami La Vie podcast, we recap game one of the NFL season, Thursday night football between the Lions and the Chiefs and how Kadarius Tony ruined everyone's night as the Lions win and they celebrated like they won the Super Bowl in Kansas City. We'll talk about that, what happened, what went wrong for the Chiefs in that game. Should they be concerned in the long run? Do they need Travis Kelsey to come back? When is he coming back? All that good stuff. And then we picked all the games for Sunday. And then I threw in a little bit of a bonus for you guys. After we gave you all the picks for the games on Sunday, I start the season all in one of my picks, which is terrible. Come on, Kadarius Tony. But I gave you something really fun. I did a full fantasy football draft on a random league. And I recorded myself rambling, my rambling thoughts during that fantasy draft to myself uh, while I did the draft. So you could hear that also coming up. All that and a whole lot more coming up right after this on the Rami Lovey podcast. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of the things I talk about on this podcast a lot is the stigma against mental health. I think, unfortunately, there has been a stigma, but we're slowly breaking it. And if you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, or maybe you just want to talk to someone, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help access your specific needs and then you get matched with a therapist in another 48 hours plus you can exchange unlimited text messages and everything you share is completely confidential so i talk about on this podcast how your mindset towards things changes everything one of the things that i learned in therapy was that join the two million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced better help therapist get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash rami that's my first name that's better help b-e-t-t-e-r H-E-L-P dot com slash R-A-M-I, my first name, Rami. If you use that link, the link is in the description in the podcast notes. If you use that link, you'll get 10% off and it'll also help me out. So please do that. I'm telling you it's worth it. Do it today. Welcome back to the Rami LaVie podcast, episode 162. And guys... Goodell called it in. It's over. The Lions win the Super Bowl this year. Call it in. I'm pretty sure Canton called also. Every one of these guys straight to the Hall of Fame. Congrats to the Lions. Congrats to their fans. There's not much anyone else could do. They won. They won a game on opening night in Kansas City. I don't know if you noticed there was no Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones, but that doesn't matter. They went in there and they're celebrating on the field. The fans, parents of the players are mic'd up. It's like the Little League World Series all over again for the Lions winning one football game. Congrats. Um, I hope my sarcasm is translating. I'm not trying to be mean about it. It's an impressive win. It's a big win. It's a nice win. The entire city of Detroit should send, be sending gift baskets to Kadarius Toney and to the Giants for sending him there. I think the Giants are pretty happy right now with the return they got. But the Jets fans are going to be no better. If they win against Buffalo on Monday night, I should only hope 
that the Jets fans are celebrating on Monday night the way the Lions fans are celebrating tonight. I can only hope. But it's a little bit embarrassing, but congrats. I can't take it away from them. It's a big win. And so let's talk about it. First of all, I talked about this with Rob Taub on In-Flight Snack, the New York Jets podcast I host on the Believe Network. And I talked about this. I heard Mike Lombardi talking about this before the season. This is going to be a real learning curve this season. I'm not saying they're not going to work it out. I'm saying they are going to work it out. But it's going to take time for the Chiefs to figure it out with this wide receiver core. Because there is no wide receiver core. MVS had, what, one catch? The only big play that Sky Moore made was called back. Even Noah Gray didn't catch a touchdown. I was sure he would. So, yeah, am I mad that I lost all the money in my account? The K Adams boost, the can't lose boost, minus 300 to plus, boosted to plus 100 for Patrick Mahomes to throw 250 yards and touchdown didn't hit. He didn't throw for 250 yards and he had it. It was in the hands multiple times of Kadarius Toney. One time he tipped it up in the air and it was a pick six and that's how the Lions get six points and the other time it's dropped. And the second one was the bigger one. Even though the Lions scored 21 total points and seven of them were on that pick six, right? Or six of them technically, but they get them all from that pick six. Jared Goff didn't play poorly. He didn't play great. I do love the way he moves around in the pocket. I think Jared Goff is a above average to really good quarterback. And I think he's going to continue to show some signs of success and progression as the season moves forward. I'm impressed by him. But speaking of impressed, that's what amazed me. I knew it was going to take time, but Patrick Mahomes still amazed me. I'm not shocked, but I'm still amazed by him every time I watch him. And it was like, hey, I need to get something done here. I'm just going to use my legs and run. And then he was throwing passes that were impossible passes to make as they're pinning their ears down back and running at him. And somehow he's just dropping it in the perfect spot, the perfect throw every time. And his guys just couldn't hang on. And that's not on him, right? Early in this game, so the Lions had two touchdown drives, right? They get six points on the pick six, and then they had two other touchdown drives. First couple of drives, they look like they're stalling. The offense is going nowhere. And Dan Campbell calls for a fake punt inside his 20-yard line. Uh, that's wild. This guy calls that. And I, I always say this. I love Dan Campbell. I love the attitude. He's going to cost them a game at some point with something crazy like this. I said this all year last year. I guess at the end of the year, it didn't really cost them games. But it's going to happen at some point. Panay Sewell, the throw to him. But in the first quarter, at the 18, you're calling a fake punt? Are you crazy? And it worked. And not only did it work, though, it's more important than it just working. It's a different mentality. It's a, I'm coming at you. It's the exact mentality talked about, biting off kneecaps and all that stuff. It's a winning mentality, if you want to call it that. It's a going for it mentality. And the next plays... I think Jared Goff, after that, completed eight consecutive passes. The offense turned around. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't move the ball an inch other than the first run of the game that they went eight yards right right off the bat with David Montgomery. After that, the offense completely stalls until that point, until he calls the fake punt, and all of a sudden, they're rhythm, and it looks good. And now it lasted about a drive, and that's it because that was the last good drive they had. Um, but still... It's, it's a different mentality, and you give that confidence, and they mirror his energy. This team mirrors him, mirrors his energy, and uh, you really you love to see it uh, out of the team, and it's, it's really cool to see. It's just a go-for-it 
mentality and it got the offense really going. Um, the Gibbs hype is real. A lot of people are upset because David Montgomery got so many more carries. Look, David Montgomery was signed to be the number one back, and then Gibbs is going to split time with him. I still think Gibbs is uh, David Montgomery is going to be effective. I don't know if Gibbs is going to be a great fantasy player this year because he might not get enough snaps or just enough touches, but he could end up being a guy like Brees Hall was last year where he didn't need a ton of touches to be effective. He could be high efficiency on low usage because that burst that he has, that initial burst, you see that speed. And then also his ability to make a couple of tackles miss is that was something that surprised me because everyone talked about the speed with him. But he did a really good job bouncing off of a couple of tackles. Uh, that was really interesting. And then, of course, Amon Ross St. Brown is exactly what you'd expect. Uh, I guess you could have said you'd expect more from him in this game, but it seemed like every time they needed a big throw, it was to Amon Ra. He catches the first touchdown of the game. He's excellent. And I think as the season goes on and this offense continues to gel and Jared Goff, again, not a great game, but I liked what I saw from him. They fumbled another time, what, inside the 10-yard line or something like that. So there was other opportunities for them to score. The offense will come around for this Lions team. I think it's only going to get better. I don't think today was 21 points, including a pick six. I don't think that's an indication of what the offense is going to be in the long run. And I think this is a good sign, a good sign going forward for Amon Ross St. Brown and for Jared Goff. One of the things I noticed from Goff was his shuffling in the pocket was really good. He was getting a lot of pressure on him, even without Chris Jones. And he, his ability to stay in the pocket and just move his feet side to side, a lot of that was design stuff where, okay, we recognize where the pressure is coming from pre-play. Let's shuffle a little bit to the other side and get the ball to that spot. Some very cool stuff that they kind of broke down. Um, they didn't really talk about his footwork in the pocket, but it looks really good. It looks almost like, and I don't want to say this, but I'm going to Brady-like. Joe Burrow, like those guys who are so good at staying in the pocket and just moving their feet with keeping their eyes downfield at times, that was really fun to watch. Uh, and it just allows your routes to develop a little bit more, it allows an extra second or two for a guy like Amon Ra St. Brown uh, to get open. Now, one of the best drives of the game, it was just typical Mahomes, is the drive going into the half where they get the ball and they just drive it right down the field and score a touchdown. At that point, it felt like this game is over. This is Mahomes figured it out. They figured it out. The receiver stunk, but we're going to come back in the second half. And it, I expect them to blow the doors off to start the second half. It's a typical Mahomes drive. It's like, okay, we have momentum going to the half. We get the ball first. This is great. And then they come out of the half. And I thought that drive, the defensive stand by the Lions defense coming out of the first half to start the second was so impressive and so important. It completely changed the game. And on the very next drive, the ball that goes into and out of Kadarius Tony's hands for the pick six. I mean, my God, it, it changed the whole game right there because like I said, you have a really good drive. And then instead of coming out and starting off hot, the lions make a great play, but okay, we get the ball back. We held them. And then you have Kadarius Tony, keep the chains moving and a ball that was in his hands. Every, all the videos and pictures on Twitter, the ball is in his hands. And that was a pick six. Mahomes has to be devastated. The other guys have to be devastated. And give credit to Mahomes because he kept going back to him. That's what I always say about the great quarterbacks. No, trust your guy. Keep going back to him. Keep giving him opportunities. And he gave him one after another after another and so many drops. And so, this was, Again, Kadarius Tony's going to be the poster boy for this because he talks a lot of smack on social media because he obviously had the big drop that turned into the pick six because he obviously had the big drop at the end of the game, but he's not the only one. This team dropped so many passes. Sky Moore, everyone, everyone was dropping passes on this team. By the way, speaking of the share 
percentage, I guess, of touches in the backfield. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I'm here for it. I picked him up every year in fantasy other than this year. And it seems like the first play of the game, they give the ball to him. And it seems like they have him way more involved in the offense than he's ever been the last three years. So, God, who knows with them? Jarek McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, is it going to be... Who knows who it's going to be with them? I don't try Isaiah Pacheco. Everyone's like, oh, it's Pacheco. No, it's not Pacheco. Um, who knows? Uh, but, I mean, that just... The Lions defense, give them credit because the stop they made coming out of the half and then the stop at the end of the game, first to get them the ball back and then after they give the ball back with five minutes left, the stops they made over and over and over again. And then they make the stop and they decide to give Mahomes the ball with a short field and about two and a half minutes to go. And that was the craziest thing. They decide not to punt it. After a huge stop for the Lions with about five minutes left, they can't do anything. And instead, of they decide to go for it on fourth down. They don't get it. And then they give the ball back to Mahomes. And it's like, all right, get 20 yards. You kick a field goal, the game's over, and the Lions lose. And right then, the huge Tony drop, then the offensive holding, then a drop again, and then a false start. They go for it on fourth down, and then that's over. I mean, it, it was that simple. They never had a chance on that drive after the first Kadarius Tony drop. It looked like it was going to be classic Mahomes. He gets the ball back, and in one play, he picks up 25 yards, and they're in field goal range, and now they just either run the clock down, score a touchdown, or kick the field goal as time is expiring. And it felt like you had seen this movie a thousand times before. As the ball's in the air, you're like, oh, it's over. Look, he's wide open. And then Tony drops it, and it wasn't the same after that. They hold another drop. They get called for a false start. Game over. Uh, That's really all my takeaways from the game. I don't have much because... Look, I think Kansas City is going to be fine, but they need to figure out this receiver thing. It's not a joke. You want to look for a team to trade for Mike Evans? Maybe them because they need the receiver help. They really do. Uh, and I think Patrick Mahomes, you saw he kept going back to uh, Kadarius Tony. So I think uh, it's very possible that they'll continue to rely on him and try and work with him. But uh, that I I just don't love what I saw. As far as the Lions, I don't love the celebrating on the field and the pa- the fans acting like they won the Super Bowl. I get why. This team hasn't won anything. Like I said, the Jets fans are going to embarrass themselves just as much coming up. But uh, Seattle by a million next week, let's say that. Seattle's going to go into Detroit for the home opener for the Lions. They're talking about, you can't get a ticket in Detroit. Dude, you can get a ticket on the secondary market for 14 bucks in Detroit. Don't worry. Ford Field is really easy to get into. I don't understand why they just say things that just blatantly aren't true. Like every time Mahomes did anything, they talked about how incredible he is. It's just, it's weird with the broadcasts now. Um, they like to embellish things, I guess. But I'm pretty sure you could get into Ford Field for about 12 bucks uh, at any point. Maybe not Sunday against Seattle opening week, but... Seattle by a million next Sunday. All right, so that's that game. Let's do this. We're going to pick all of Sunday's games. Monday's games, we're going to pick uh, on the In-Flight Snack podcast, the Jets podcast, because the the Jets are playing on Monday night. We'll pick that game on Monday. That's going to be an episode coming out probably Sunday at some point during the day, Sunday before the 1 o'clock games. On Sunday, that episode should come out or might come out. They might both. They might come out Sunday night also uh, going into Monday. But it's gonna, we're recording it Sunday morning or Saturday night. Um, so until then, what we have coming up, we'll, we'll do all the picks. And then after that, uh, earlier today, before the game started, before 
the football season started, I decided, you know what? Let's mess around a little bit. I want to draft a fantasy team uh, for no reason other than for the fact that I was bored and I wanted a fantasy team and I always wanted to record. I got the idea from Ryan Rossillo who did this. I wanted to record just my thought, my like mouth diarrhea, verbal diarrhea, I should say, as I'm recording. Um, as I'm drafting a fantasy team, I thought it'd be fun. So I did that. Uh, so that's going to be at the end of this episode. Again, interesting if you like that. But before then, we will pick all the games coming up right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Sunday's games, all the lines are courtesy of FanDuel. We'll go in order of the games, how they're going to be played. My week one pick. So I start the week off 0-1 because I had Kansas City money line and the under, the under hit, unfortunately. The Lions and the Kansas City and Kadaris Tony and everyone just killed the money line. So that's that. First game, game number one, the one o'clock games. We have a bunch of one o'clock games, starting with San Francisco, the 49ers going into Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. San Francisco is favored by two and a half. The over under in the game, the total is 41 and a half. And I like Pittsburgh plus two and a half in this game. I think right from the start, first of all, it has to play into my narrative of Brock Purdy struggling a little bit. So I think they struggle in week one. And I like Kenny Pickett. I like this offense. And I think the two and a half indicates that a lot of people like the Steelers. So just two and a half, just minus, or the Steelers just plus two and a half at home. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus two and a half. Game number two, Carolina is at Atlanta. Atlanta is minus three and a half. The over under is 39 and a half, which is very low, but I think no points are going to be scored in this game. I think Ritter is going to have trouble. I think Bryce Young's going to have a ton of trouble. I like Carolina plus three and a half because I don't see why Atlanta is that much better than Carolina. I've talked about this on the last few episodes. So I think Atlanta should win, but I think Carolina covers and I like the under. And if you parlay the two, the under 39 and a half with Carolina plus three and a half, you get plus 243 odds. So good for you on that. I like a lot of unders this week, um, mainly because of you know, it's the, we saw it. it was just sloppy tonight. Uh, the defense is usually ahead in week one. And I think sometimes also the over-unders, the lines, the numbers haven't fully adjusted for that in week one. Things kind of normalize as the season goes on. So look out for the overs or unders. They're kind of all in the middle here this week. Houston is at Baltimore, also at 1 o'clock. And this is one of the numbers that I hate. If you know me, if you listen to this podcast the last two years, Baltimore's favored by minus 10. It's a huge number. I don't like huge numbers. But again, I'm narrative play here for me. I think Houston's going to be the worst team in the NFL. The over-under in the game, the total is 43.5. I'm taking Baltimore minus 10. I think Baltimore's going to have a great year. I think Houston's going to have a terrible year, the worst in the league. And so I'm going with my gut. I'm going with that. I'm following that path. And I'm taking 
Baltimore minus 10. Cincinnati is at Cleveland and it's plus one and a half for Cleveland. So minus one and a half for Cincinnati. Cincinnati are road favorites and I'm going to take them as favorites on the road. The over under in the game is 47 and a half. I'm going to take Cincinnati minus one and a half. Joe Burrow just got paid. So congrats on that. The highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And congratulations to Cincinnati fans because you deserve it. That guy is awesome. You have this guy locked up. I talked so many times on this podcast about how I was nervous that they wouldn't get this done, that this is a poverty franchise. This is a franchise that's going to find a way to screw it up, and they didn't. They got it done. You found the right guy. You're lucky enough to draft him out of LSU the way he's been ever since he stepped foot in this league. He got only even better when Jamar Chase, the way he came back from the injury. Everything you've seen out of Joe Burrow so far, attitude, everything tells you he's going to be a superstar in this league. He's a winner. He has the mentality. He's everything you want in a quarterback for the next 15 years. And now for at least the next five, he's going to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, the highest paid player in the NFL ever, making $55 million a year on average. And he's earned it. And I'm so happy for the Cincinnati Bengals fans that this franchise that was a franchise that would have found a way to screw it up, looked at what Baltimore did and said, "Mm, we're not going to do that. Looked at what the other teams like Philly with Hurts and like Buffalo with Josh Allen and other teams were doing with their quarterbacks, locking them up early and said, you know what? This is the right guy. We're putting all the trust in this guy. We're giving him the contract sooner rather than later. We're making the right call. And they followed suit and they made him the highest paid quarterback from that draft class. And he deserves it. He's earned it. So congrats Cincinnati. And they'll celebrate with a win on the road in Cleveland, something they've done quite often. Tampa Bay is at Minnesota. Minnesota is only minus five and a half. And the over under is 45 and a half. The total 45 and a half. I like Minnesota to cover. The minus five and a half. And I like the over in this game. I talked about unders, but I think in this game, Minnesota's defense isn't very good. It's indoors. I think Baker will be airing it out. You know, he's a gunslinger. He likes to throw it around. He has a chip on his shoulder. It's usually that one Baker game, that first game when Baker's doubted the most. Everyone's talking about how bad Tampa's going to be. That's when Baker pulls it out. So he did it last year again with with LA, obviously with that big comeback. So same thing here. He'll have a big game week one. Not big enough. I think Minnesota should win by 7 to 10 points. I think they'll put up a ton of points. I see this being like the type of game that's like 36 to 28 Minnesota wins. So I say way over the 45 and a half. If you parlay the Minnesota minus 5 and a half and the over 45 and a half, you get two plus 235 odds. Very good odds for you there. Uh, I would take those odds and run with them. But I've been wrong so far in my one pick of the NFL season. It sucks to start 0-1. God damn. Um, all right down money already. And I'm also the part of the problem is I put money into the account and I bet a lot of futures. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm out money. Now I was relying on my bet being good so that I could bet for Sunday. Cause I'm not going to cash out of the futures bets that I already placed. You get the point. All right. Arizona's at Washington. This is still one o'clock on Sunday. Washington is favored minus seven and a half is minus seven. The over under is 38 and a half. I have no feel on this game. I think Washington's good. I don't think they're minus seven. Good. I still don't trust Sam Howell. This could be really low scoring because you really trust Josh Dobbs to put up a ton of points. I don't, but I'm going to stay away from it mostly. I'm, I just say Washington money line, and I think that's the safest bet in this game. I don't trust the minus seven, but I also wouldn't take Arizona plus seven. Tennessee is at New Orleans. New Orleans is minus three, and the over under is 41 and a half. In this game, what I like is Tennessee plus three. I like Tennessee a lot. This is one of the tougher games New Orleans is going to play this year. New Orleans doesn't have a very difficult schedule. I do think they win 10, 11 games, 
but I do think they lose this one. I won't take Tennessee outright on the money line, but I'm going to take Tennessee plus three. And if you can find an adjusted uh, over under, I don't love 41 and a half. That feels really low. But if you could find it, I don't know, 45, 46 and a half, just move it up a little bit and parlay that with the Tennessee plus three, see what that gets you. Uh, I like an adjusted under here, not the under outright. Um, Jacksonville at Indianapolis is... Uh, Jacksonville minus four and a half. This is still one o'clock. This is the last of the one o'clock games on Sunday. Uh, Jacksonville minus four and a half. The over under the total in this game is 46 and a half. I like Jacksonville to cover the four and a half. And I like the over in this game. Also, I think Anthony Richardson is going to be running all over the place. I think Jacksonville is going to start off hot, put up a ton of points in this game. 46 and a half should be easy. I think this is the type of game also a 35 to 30 win for Jacksonville. They cover and the over hits the parlay of the two of them is plus 246. Uh, I like the Jacksonville Jaguars. I even, I would take the minus six in this game also, even though the score I just gave you was 35, 30. You get my point. I do think they'll win by close to a touchdown. So I like the minus four and a half and I like the over 46 and a half in this game. We move on to 425, and the first 425 game is the NFC champs going to New England. And this is like a gotcha line, I think, because it's New England plus four. So Philly minus four. And you should think, like, Philly's a much better team than New England. This is a team that just went to the Super Bowl. New England's not very good. Why is the line so close? It's Tom Brady Day. They're celebrating Tom Brady. They asked Bill Belichick about it. He's like, Tom's great. Yes. He's as good as ever. I love Belichick. I think he's as funny as ever. Um <laughs> When it feels so obvious, you feel like you want to overthink it and you're going to take New England plus four. Like I feel like this should be at least plus six, plus seven, and it's plus four. What are they trying to tell us here? I think they're trying to get a lot of people to take New England plus four, and I think don't overthink it. Stay away from it if you can, but if you're going to bet it, don't overthink it and take Philly minus four. That's my pick. Las Vegas is at Denver. And Denver is favored by three and a half. The over under is 44. And I'll take the under. I'm not going to take Denver minus three and a half. I think they should win this game, but who knows? I want to see it. Everyone's all in on Russell Wilson with the new system with Sean Payton and all that stuff. I don't know if I believe it yet. I don't think Jimmy G is putting up a ton of points. He's never been a high powered offense type quarterback. So I'm fairly certain that the under will hit at under 44. But as far as the minus, the number, the winner, I don't know. But under 44 is my only pick for this game. The Rams and Seattle. Seattle is favored by four. The over-under is 46.5. Another game that I love the under. And I know Seattle's defense isn't that great. The Rams' defense still is very solid. I like the Rams plus four to cover. Uh, and by the way, I think the Rams could win this game. And that's why I think Seattle will go into Detroit in week two and dominate. That's part of the reason. I think they'll be 0-1 going into Detroit, need a win. Detroit's flying high, feeling good about themselves, and I think they'll lose. So the Rams uh, plus four and the under parlayed is plus 235. I like that a lot, under 46 and a half. That feels high for me with these two teams. I could see that score being, I don't know, Rams 19, Seattle 17, and Geno throws two picks, something like that. Green Bay is at Chicago, and I love this because Chicago's finally, finally favored against Green Bay, but it's only one and a half at home. Only one and a half. That's almost like they're a one-point underdog if they're only favored by one and a half at home. The over-under is 41 and a half total in the game. I like Green Bay money line. Give it to me. It's minus 102. It's perfect. It's like, oh, finally we could beat 
we could beat them. There's no Aaron Rodgers. The big bad boogeyman is gone. And no, Jordan Love goes in there and he wins. I like the Green Bay money line. I like the storyline. Give me Green Bay minus or give me Green Bay money line at minus 102. Almost even odds, basically, for you for Green Bay money line. Now, Miami is at the Chargers. It's the Tua Herbert off, right? Two guys from that draft class with uh, Joe Burrow, who just got paid. Herbert also just got paid. And in this game, I think Tua will be healthy. It's week one. I trust Mike McDaniel way more than I trust the um, way more than I trust Brendan Staley. Sorry, I don't know why that name was escaping me for a second. The over-under, by the way, is 50 and a half. I don't know if I said that. So the Chargers are favored by minus three, just to recap. The Chargers are minus three. The over-under total is 50 and a half. I like the under. I, 50 and a half is really high, if you ask me. I like the under, and I like Miami money line. The under is minus 105. Miami money line is plus 135, so you have great odds right there already. You're getting plus money. But if you parlay the two, you get three to one plus 313, if you parlay the under and Miami money line, again, my play is Miami money line. If you want to get a little bit greedy, I think you could get the under 50 and a half. I see this as the type of game Miami wins 24 to 20. It'll be close. I think it'll be close to 50 and a half. Uh, but I think they they just barely, maybe 27, 20, something like that. It goes just under 26, 23, something like that. Just under. Uh, but Miami, I think, wins. So I like Miami money line in this game. More just, I think this is going to be the big, the beginning of a what's going to be a really just season from hell for the Chargers and Brandon Staley. Again, money on him to be the first coach fired. Sunday night football in New York City. Monday night football is going to be in New York City also. And you'll have to tune into the In Flight Snack podcast to hear me break down Monday night football. I'll be joined by the hosts of the Believe uh, podcast, the Buffalo Bills Believe podcast, and we'll talk about Monday Night Football. So that's coming up. Look out for that over the weekend. Probably dropping Sunday morning or Sunday night, depending. And Dallas is at the Giants on Sunday night in MetLife Stadium, technically New Jersey, New York City. Dallas is minus three and a half. Dallas has owned the Giants. The over-under is 45 and a half in the game. I'm staying away from the total, but I like Giants' money line in this game. Not just Giants, Plus three and a half. I like Giants outright to come out and beat the Dallas Cowboys. It hasn't been done in a long time. And it's time for the Giants to come out, make a statement. I think the Giants are better than the Cowboys this year. I think the quarterback, the coach, that combination. I like Dak Prescott a lot, but the combination of quarterback and coach is great for the Giants. I think the running back is better. I think Zeke being gone. Yeah, he didn't do a ton last year. And Tony Pollard was great. But I still think that affects the Cowboys. That defense scares me. They have Micah Parsons, but the Giants, hey, we can counter. We have Kayvon Thibodeau. I like the Giants. Statement win at home for the Giants and Brian Dable. The over-unders, their win total is only 7.5 this year. Vegas sees them as a 7-8 win team. I think the Giants took offense to that. They probably know that. They want to come out on opening night, on Sunday Night Football, the night before 9-11. Everyone's talking about the Jets in their own building. The night before, we're going to be like, hey, we're going to open this building right in our building. This is our building. Giants plus 154 on the money line. Give me the Giants. Give me the Giants all day. I love the Giants in this spot on Sunday night football. All right. That's all for the picks. That's all the games. Again, if you want to hear the pick for Monday night, you'll have to listen to in-flight snack. Now coming up, something really fun. You'll hear me talk to myself as I draft a fantasy football team with a bunch of strangers on ESPN for about 35 minutes. 
So enjoy that. And until next episode, I'll see you guys soon. I'll be back on Sunday night, of course, as always, to recap all the games and then preview Monday Night Football again on the other podcast. But we'll recap all of Sunday night's games right after they happen. The podcast will be up as early as Monday morning. Uh, So check that out. Um, And here is me. I'll kick it to me in a second. All right. I wanted to do something interesting here. And I had this idea for a little bit. But let me explain. Uh, I am right now on ESPN.com. And I just entered a draft for a fantasy football league. It starts in five minutes. Um, the draft is being pushed back five minutes, actually, because it's not full. So I guess they're trying to fill it. Uh, but I decided I my episode on Friday, my Friday episode, when you hear this, uh, it's probably going to be Friday already. Don't tell me what happened. Don't spoil the Chiefs game. Uh, so the Chiefs game is in two hours. It starts in a little over two hours. So it's, this is the last opportunity to have a fantasy team, and I decided I wanted to go on the podcast and draft a fantasy team on the show live and kind of walk through it. I think it would be fun, funny. I might not use this recording. Maybe I will. I might have to edit it heavily if, you know, it comes out horrendous and it's just a lot of me just talking to myself for a while, which is essentially what this all is anyway. Um, (laughs) But... This is a, it looks like a 10-team league, uh, PPR, regular quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, flex, defense, special team, kicker, you know, the huge. But uh, I wanted to do, I'm going to do my picks, but I figured just a picks episode would be kind of lame. Obviously, I'll recap Thursday Night Football. I'm going to do that all after the game. As it was just announced that Travis Kelsey is out. We knew that was happening already. And by the time you hear this, you know that by now. Um, but I want to go through and I'm going to do a fancy draft. So I'm going with zero prep. I had my two fancy drafts already, paid leagues. You know, one was a regular snake draft and the other one was a auction draft. But I want to do something different, something interesting. Uh, and just kind of walk through. I think this could end up being entertaining. So... If it's not, I won't post this anywhere. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I have all these play. I don't know. I'm not going to do any like pre-draft rankings. I have the guys I like. My teams end up usually being similar. But this will be fun. It'll be a light league. So I'll probably end up getting a lot of guys that I really like. And some of the guys that I like towards the back end of the draft, I'll probably have to uh, not get. Because <laughs> um, it, that would be dumb to get those guys who in this league, in a 10-team league, aren't just going to be available as opposed to the uh 12 team leagues that i am in so two and a half minutes to go uh i guess i could so there's the pre-draft rankings but this is not my queue so i'm not you know there's players that you can exclude i won't take this player um what about kelsey do you do you put him on the exclusion list he's not playing today how much time does he miss? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I put out uh, Cup. I'm not taking Cup. I excluded him. I'm still gonna have Kelsey out there. I wonder if he drops because he's not playing tonight. Hopefully this draft is quick and then you know we can go watch the game and all that. So I'm not drafting Cup. Um, you know, there's, there's no one. I don't like Najee Harris. I'm not gonna draft Najee Harris. There's no one else on this list that I'm really going to just put on. Just hey, not drafting for no reason. Um, I really wanted to more kind of do this like building my my queue. 
that's not what this is. Like, I guess you can move guys up and down, change your rankings. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so I'm going to talk through every pick. I'll tell you guys who's drafting where, and then you'll hear kind of my process on how I do fantasy football drafts. I think it's probably similar to everyone else. I got the idea, I'll be honest, from Ryan Rossillo. He did this for his fantasy baseball draft. Um, he did it like in May, about I think it was like a month into the MLB season. But it was fascinating to listen to. It was just I thought it was hilarious just hearing it. I think he did like 40 minutes. Um, now, I might have to edit some stuff out if this gets like way too long, if people are taking a while to pick, which I doubt they will. I bet half of these people, if not more, will be on auto draft. Um, a lot of these people are probably maybe Steve Cerruti or not Cerruti, but maybe some people from Kyle, uh, nephew Kyle's league are on here because uh, he canceled his league last minute. So maybe it's some people who had their league canceled on them last minute and are trying to find ways to uh, just play fantasy football. And they're like, they woke up five minutes or two and a half hours before the NFL season starts. They're like, oh shit. The NFL season starting. We got to get on this. Um, so right now it says 13 seconds left to the draft. Hopefully it doesn't start the clock over. Yeah, so head-to-head, PPR, regular league, 10 teams, um, snake draft. And let's see if we can enter the draft. This will be fun. Yeah, the draft is now open. So I'm going to enter the draft. Here we go. I wonder if we're going to get like the audio coming back from it. doesn't look like it. Um, the draft starts in two minutes and 44 seconds. So a lot of, and I'm picking eighth. All right. I can live with that eighth on one end and then coming back around the other end. That's not bad. So I have two picks that are pretty close to each other. Um, you know, the draft is not the deepest draft. So are there eight players? Like, let's see. Yeah. Let's say we go according to this ranking. Saquon Barkley is the eighth best player here. Um, I do like some of the other running backs like Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. So maybe I take a chance and pass on Barkley. Um, that spot. I do have Barkley on another one of my teams, so it might just be easy to take him. I'll put a bunch of guys in my queue just in case they're there. Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson. If you listen to my uh, full predictions and projection podcast... Um, Christian McCaffrey, I have him as winning offensive player of the year, so I have a big year for him. If Travis Kelsey drops, I will take him in the second round, even though I, I know he's missing week one. I just, I think he's so good. Um, So I'm just looking at a bunch of players I like. I like Devontae Adams this year, I like Tyreek Hill, obviously, Justin Jefferson. I do have Justin Jefferson, and I paid $57 for him. He was tied with Mahomes and Jalen Hurts in a two-quarterback league in my auction draft as the most expensive players in the draft. So congrats to me on winning that. Um, I don't buy the BS about Diggs and Josh Allen. So I like Josh Allen a lot. I love Amon Ross St. Brown, AJ Brown, Josh Jacobs. I mean, these are just names that, you know, these are good players. So this is the top of the draft. Uh, I don't think I'll be taking a quarterback coming back around to one quarterback league. I think, you know, when you're in a one quarterback league, all the quarterbacks are pretty much the same unless you're one of those quarterback hogs that takes a bunch of them. But that's not going to work in this league because I doubt there's going to be a ton of trades in this league. I'm going to try and trade with some people 
and I can update you guys. What's fun about this is you can follow along, you could listen, and then you could either say, ha ha, look, as the season's going along, you're like, hey, Rami took him, that guy sucks. Or as the season's going along, you can look and say, wow, Rami's team must be doing great. Um, I don't love Aaron Jones this year. I like Lamar Jackson this year. Uh, Christian Watson is hurt, whereas Romeo Dobbs already practiced, so maybe Dobbs over Watson. I know the big hype around Calvin Ridley. I don't hate him. Don't love him still. I think there's a real connection there with Christian Kirk. I have him in both my other leagues. Uh, I like TJ Hawkinson. Dude got paid. I got Miles Sanders for 12 bucks in my other league. It was one of my most proud moments. Ah, there we go. I don't, do you hear the music? Let me see. Yeah, I don't know if you guys hear the sound effects because my microphone's facing it. It's a directional mic. I'm sure you heard it in the background. All right, what happened so far? Uh, first pick already happened. And it was Justin Jefferson. Pick number two was Austin Eckler over Jamar Chase. All right. So the picks are coming in. Uh, and like I said, I see one, two, three guys at least are on auto draft ahead of me. Only 10 teams, so it's really light. I should have a great team. I just forgot about that before when I was going through my rankings. Uh, McCaffrey went four, which makes sense after Chase went five. So I'm a couple picks away. It's uh, 60 seconds per pick, but it should go faster than that. Like I said, there's a bunch of people on auto draft. So uh, we got Justin Jefferson first, Austin Eckler second, Jamar Chase third, Christian McCaffrey fourth, Tyreek Hill, then Travis Kelsey went. So that was the auto draft that took Travis Kelsey and then Devontae Adams. So here's what I have in front of me. I have Bijan Robinson. Now it's a full PPR. I like Saquon Barkley here. I like Derrick Henry though. Um, yeah, so I'm between those three. Diggs is a little lower than that. And Pollard, I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. Uh, and I said this yesterday, I'm going to ride Henry till the wheels fall off. And so I took Derrick Henry. Um, even though he's not going to catch as many passes, they're going to lean heavily on him, no matter who the quarterback is, but especially if they end up moving off Tannehill and going to Will Levis, they're going to lean heavily on the run. Uh, so I don't mind that so much, eighth overall for uh, Derrick Henry. And now, ninth overall, a reach. Our first reach of the draft, Garrett Wilson. This guy definitely could have gotten him coming back around at pick 12. Um, all right. Let's see if we get Saquon also. He's still on there. Bijan Robinson went 10. So now we're wrapping back around. Pick 11, 12. Like I said, I keep saying this. 10. I couldn't pick how many people were in the league. Um, I just would hit like join now because I wanted to do this. Uh, and I'm cutting it close. It's 630 right now. So cutting it close to the NFL season. And I'm already recorded for 10 minutes. This is going to be fun, fun, fun for you guys to listen to. Stefan Diggs went next. So I am really close having either Saquon Barkley or Nick Chubb and having just an absolute monster backfield. I do like Amon Ross St. Brown, though, in this spot also because I don't have a wide receiver and a lot of the top dogs are off the board. All right, guys. Saquon is available. Tony Pollard went. Saquon, Nick Chubb, or do I go with one of the receivers in a PPR league? Hmm. Ah, I think I'm going Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I think I'm going Saquon. I think it's just too good a value at that spot to pass up. Um, next guy was auto pick. Next two guys, so Cup and Chubb went immediately after Saquon. Uh, 
uh, I don't know how good a receiver I'm going to get coming back around. Um, but I have the two best running backs, arguably, in the league or two of the top five. And that could win me the league. Uh, Saquon's going to catch a lot of passes out of the backfield as Amon Ra just went right after CeeDee Lamb. So the, the top, top wide receivers are falling off. Let's look at uh, what are some other options for receivers here. A.J. Brown, I don't think he's going to fall to me. Like I said, there's a couple guys on auto draft, so that's not going to happen. We're looking more at uh, T. Higgins, Chris Olave, Devontae Smith, Debo Samuel. Still some solid ones there. No one I love. So let me load a couple into my, um, I think I have Tyler Lockett in every league, or sorry, Terry McLaurin in every league. Uh, so let me load him. I like Drake London this year. I like Christian Kirk, like I mentioned. Uh, it really gets thin at wide receiver quick. Um, I like Jordan Addison. I like Sky Moore. But these guys are all going to be there later. We might be looking at a quarterback coming up just because there's there, – uh, I mean, this is weak. T. Higgins, maybe? Maybe I should have taken a wide receiver. Um, all right. We'll see what happens. All positions. Uh, if I can get Jalen Hurts coming back around, I will take him. And then we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure out the wide receiver situation. Uh, Jalen Hurts right now. Let's just update you on what's going on in the draft. So A.J. Brown was taken after Amon Ross St. Brown. Then Jalen Waddle went. So the receivers are all going. Josh Jacobs went, uh, I can't even see, that's round two, pick 10, um, so that's 20th overall, then 21st was Joe Mixon, then J Jamir Gibbs, who I like, he's going to have a good year, DK Metcalf, and then T. Higgins just went as well, and then Aaron Jones went, Chris Olave went, and Devontae Smith, so I'm on the clock, and the top three guys on the board, according to projections right now, are the three quarterbacks that are Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. I don't have a wide receiver yet, but the next best wide receiver is Debo Samuel. He's still a little further down. If I can get Jalen Hurts here and then still come back with Debo in one, two, three, four, five picks, I think I'm going to do that. So let's go Hurts here and try and get Debo as my number one receiver. Um, so I, I went Jalen Hurts. The next guy went Patrick Mahomes. Um, and then who dem boys is on the clock. He went Josh Allen. So I'm glad with my pick. I'm happy with my pick. I like Jalen hurts in that spot. I think taking him over Allen and Mahomes is fine. Um, I think he'll be the number one running, uh, number one wide receiver, this, uh, quarterback this year, because he has a lot of, uh, he's going to run a lot. That's why I said running back initially, um, rushing yards. I'm going to be number one in the league. It seems like I have Jalen hurts, Derek Henry and Saquon Barkley. It's a pretty good team. I like it. Ronjay Stevenson just went. And now there's one pick ahead of me. And let's hope he doesn't take Debo. Because I could take Debo here. Otherwise, the wide receiver that would be next best is Calvin Ridley. I don't know. Keenan Allen. I don't know. Deontay Johnson's down there. Yeah, I, I, I think I really need Debo Samuel here. And he went Travis Etienne. So that... Uh, leaves us to draft Debo. The other options are Najee Harris, Damian Pierce. I like these guys at running back. So, again, if those were one of my RB2s instead of Saquon and I got, I don't know, the wide receivers, Amon Ross St. Brown instead, would I be in a much better situation right now? I'm not sure. Debo, uh, I'm a ground and pound team. I love running the football, and 
So my team's going to be doing a lot of running uh, between the guys that I have. Debo Samuel's going to be running a lot. Jalen Hurts going to be running a lot. Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley. It's a good team. I mean, any team that I was going to have in this league in a 10-team league was going to be absolutely stacked. But uh, this is a good one. I like it. All right. So Najee Harris went next. I don't like him that much this year. I'm out on him. Damian Pierce went. And then Lamar Jackson, then Calvin Ridley, and then Mark Andrews. Reach. Uh, I'm a bunch of picks away. I don't know how many. Right now, this is pick 39. I'm pick 48. So do the math on that. I'm nine picks away. I can't really. I don't have a cough button on here. At some point, I'm. I don't even know if I'm going to edit this. Let's slow down a little bit. Keenan Allen just went. Sorry. Okay. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins went, then Keenan Allen went, and then Joe Burrow went. So we're, we're moving quickly. We're already in round five, so not too bad. Uh, let's see how long this has been. Um, yeah, so we're still out here 16 minutes in into our recording. We'll see what happens. Uh, 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 let's go back to the draft. Let's try and move this over on my screen so I can just constantly see how long this recording has been. Where's that clock? Oh, it's over there. It's not a convenient space for that. Let's try and move this over to there. I know you guys are enjoying this. I might just not even post this or cut this out or do this after I do my picks. I'll do the recap of Thursday Night Football, then the picks, and then I'll do this. Uh, and maybe, I don't even know because this is totally unscripted. I'm just talking. This is what it sounds like. When I'm doing a fantasy draft alone, so it sounds like I'm in it. okay. I was totally unprepared. It's my pick. Um, Lamar Jackson went, then Calvin Ridley went, then Mark Andrews, and DeAndre Hopkins, and Keenan Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Justin Fields, Brees Hall, Miles Sanders, who I like in this spot, Amari Cooper, and then Rashad White. So the options right now are 45 seconds. Number one in my uh, queue would be uh. TJ Hawkinson, I don't love him. There's Godwin is on the board. Deontay Johnson's on the board. I like those. I like Alexander Madison. Am I going with another running back here? I think I am. Do I take him ahead of those other guys? Do I go Godwin? Do I go Deontay Johnson? I think I think Pickett's going to have a huge year. James Conner, I think I'm going Alexander Madison. I don't know why, but that's what I did. Uh, I think I could get Terry McLaurin coming back around. Maybe even TJ Hawkinson coming back around. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Darren Waller would be available also. Drake London's still available. There's still guys. Uh, Dallas Goddard's going to be available later. I like him. I like Dalvin Cook, especially to start the year. I told you I love George Pickens. Jahan Dotson. I think there's other receivers that I'm going to like. I like A.J. Dillon. I'm running back heavy right now. Did not expect to be here at this point. But here we are. Um, if I take a backup quarterback, I like some of those Kirk Cousins, Jack Prescott, Daniel Jones at that point in the draft. But we'll see. We might not even need that because, like I said, this league is going to be not very deep because um, I always forget because I don't do kicker and defense in my other leagues. Um, so I forget about that. So we'll see if that happens a little bit later. Um, Christian Watson went after me. TJ Hawkinson went after me. All right, then Mike Williams. All right, so 
I'm going to draft Terry McLaurin. I have him in another league. I'm scared of his turf toe, but it sounds like he's good to go. And I'm going to take him. I took him over Mike Evans. I took him over Chris Godwin. I took him over Deontay Johnson. And maybe I will regret that. Maybe I won't. All right. A lot of guys on auto draft now. I mean, this is the part of the draft where it's just heavy, heavy auto draft. And now Be Real just went off. So let's take a picture of this and then take a picture of my microphone, see what happens. Um, yeah, I'm in bed recording. This is fascinating stuff right here. Um, I'm not on the clock. Am I on the clock? I'm on the clock. <laughs> Nine picks. Darren Waller went. George Kittle went. James Cook went. So we're looking at Drake London, who I like a lot, or Dallas Goddard, who I like a lot. Other guys who are available, who might be available still. I don't know why I did this on ESPN also. Um, I like Yahoo Fantasy a lot more, but the thing is, I always end up downloading the ESPN app because I like to do my picks on the ESPN app. All right, James Cook just went. DJ Moore just went. Alvin Kamara went. Kenneth Walker the third went. And now Dallas Goddard just went, fuck. Man, I wanted him. I could still get Drake London here, hopefully. And then it won't be a terrible situation. But let's see who I could get coming back around. Kyle Pitts, David Montgomery, another running back. Maybe I can make a trade. No, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. No, I'm not going to go Kyle Pitts. I'm going to try and go Drake London. Deshaun Akers and Deshaun Watson just went. I'm three picks away. I'm going to try and get Drake London, and I'm going to try and get Christian Kirk coming back around. I like Kirk better than London, so I'm going to take Kirk first. I don't... uh, now I'm going to take London, and hopefully Kirk will be there. Mike Evans is still available. You know what? Screw it. I'm taking Mike Evans. I don't think he's going to be that bad. I feel like him still being there was just too easy. So if you look at it, my receivers are Debo, are Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and my first bench. This is already a bench. This is such a shallow league. Mike Evans already a bench spot. Like I could end up starting him over Madison at the flex. I like that pick a lot right there. All right, so we're looking at Dalvin Cook, Christian Kirk. I like both of those guys coming back around. Um, and George Pickens. Those are my top dogs right there. I'm not going to get all of them because they're all ranked in like this similar area. So I'll get one of them. And then maybe an A.J. Dillon, a Pat Fryermuth who's still available, Jordan Addison who's still available. Maybe I go back with a running back now. And three running backs, three wide receivers. I caught up. I mean, Drake London might still be here. And I take this pick. Do I go Drake London? I'm next pick. Ayuk just went. Jerry Judy just went. Evan Ingram just went. Um, it's either go with Drake London or with Dalvin Cook or with Christian Kirk or George Pickens. I'm not sure. I like... Uh, I like Christian Kirk a lot. I keep saying that. I like Dalvin Cook also. Let's see what happens. I don't have a tight end. That's might become an issue, but I think there's... So Drake London's available. I still think I like Christian Kirk better than how I'm going Christian Kirk. So now my wide receivers, after panicking, I guess, early on, even though these teams are going to be stacked, but my wide receivers are Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, and Christian Kirk. Damn. 
uh, that's going to be pretty good. So coming back, we're 10 picks away. London should easily be gone. Jonathan Taylor just went, which is really late. Maybe I should have taken Jonathan Taylor there. Good risk reward. Oh, that would have been crazy. Can you imagine if I had Taylor, Henry, and Barkley in like week four, all of a sudden Taylor's back? That just would have been nuts. Um, missed opportunity by me on that one. All right, I'm not going to get Cook. Too many people on auto draft for me to get Cook. Too many people on auto draft for me to get Drake London. Pacheco just went. Hollywood Brown, J.K. Dobbins. So far, I like my guys better than any of those guys. So I'm cool with that. Um, I think A.J. Dillon might still be there when I'm coming back around. And I like A.J. Dillon. So I'm looking at A.J. Dillon or uh, Jordan Addison, Pat Fryermuth, Dave Njoku, some of those tight ends. Let me look at the tight end list. All right, George Pickens just went. I love George Pickens. Drake London just went. David Montgomery. Uh, yeah, available tight ends. Dalton Kincaid, Dalton Schultz, Tyler Higby. The usual suspects, no one great. So really just Pat Fryermuth and David Njoku are like the really good tight ends left. So I might take a tight end, but is there a huge difference between those guys and just streaming tight ends? I'm not sure. That's that's the point of the draft, where if you miss out on those top top tight ends, it just gets very thin very quickly, and you're not like really gaining much by drafting one of those later tight ends. Just just aren't very good. All right, Jordan Addison just went. Wow, that feels high. All right, we're coming back. It's my pick here. I'm on the clock. Jahan Dotson just went. Dalvin Cook just went. Brandon Cooks just went. Jason Smith and get and get I don't even know how to say his last name so I told you AJ Dillon if he's available I'm probably going with him AJ Dillon is available I'm gonna draft him Sky Moore is available I like him too Traylon Burks these guys Traylon Burks will be available coming back around do I take a tight end coming back we'll see Fryermuth is the only tight end that I really like left um Sky Moore I told you I like him but I'm four picks away again because I'm at the end of the draft or at the end of the, you know, I'm picking eighth. So right, right now I'm just filling up my bench. I still have a tight end spot that I need to fill. I have a defense and special team spot that I need to fill. And I have a kicker spot that I need to fill. So let's see what happens uh, with that. All right, coming back here. Let's see what we have. Um, what's going on? What's going on? Slow down for some reason. Aaron Rodgers went. Khalil Herbert went. Juju Smith-Schuster went. Sky Moore is still available, and so is Pat Frymouth. So that's we're going to go one of those two. Uh, this one guy in front of me is taking his sweet damn old time. And he went with DeAndre Swift, so that gives me the option of Sky Moore or Pat Frymouth. I have a lot of receivers already. I'm going to go Pat Frymouth. I do think Sky Moore could end up being one of the best wide receivers this year. Um... 12 picks away immediately a bunch sky Moore went right after me Dak prescott went right after me odell beckham jr brian robinson so right now if we look at my roster though um other than defense and kicker which i'm not taking yet we'll see what happens i have one two three four still bench spots to fill so i guess a lot of players in this league even though there's not a lot of roster spots uh that you could actually play on a given sunday but jalen hurts derrick henry saquon barclay debo samuel terry mclaurin pat fryermuth and then probably Mike Evans, Christian Kirk in that flex spot, or Alexander Madison. 
and AJ Dillon is a backup running back. I mean, this team is stacked. And also something that I don't always do, my bye weeks are like really um, staggered as well. So that looks like that's going to be a fun time for me also. Back to the draft, Brian Robinson went, Antonio Gibson went, Quinton Johnson went, David Njoku went, Cole Komet went. Let's see what else. I am now six picks away again, and I have no idea what I'm going to do. Traylon Burks is right there at the top, so he's going to get taken before my pick because there are guys on auto draft. So I don't know why Gabe Davis is falling so far, so maybe I'll look at Gabe Davis and take him. Um, I like Anthony Richardson. Maybe I'll take a backup quarterback here. Traylon Burks just went. I did like him. Let's see what happens when I sort it to flex only. Oh, I'm next pick, and I have no idea what I want to do. Yeah, my number one right now is... I mean, Jalen Hurts is not going to be bad. Um, Let's see. Let's go with... Oh, man. I'm going to go with Gabe Davis. I think he's a good player. And I don't see him taking a major step back. There's no one that I really love left. I thought I was going to have all those guys late rounds that I really like. There's no one that I really love. So here's what I'm thinking. Coming back around, maybe I'm just going to take the plunge and go with, I mean, Anthony Richardson. I might just take a backup quarterback. I love Elijah Mitchell and... Ezekiel Elliott. So let's add those guys to my queue. Those are a little bit later, though. I could probably get them a little bit later. Now let's start looking at defense and special teams. Uh, I like the Pats defense. They score a lot. Let me find them. I do like the Niners defense, obviously. So uh, some options here once we start looking at that. Um, and then for kickers, obviously Tucker's the best. McPherson. The usual suspects. All right. My pick is next again. That was quick. Uh, I go DJ Chark also. So the options are Anthony Richardson, Elijah Mitchell, or Zach or Zeke Elliott. I think I'm going to go Anthony Richardson if he's there. And then try and come back. Raheem Oster, Jamal Williams, and Samashe Pirine were the guys that went in between. Let me look at some of the other teams in this draft. This is part where I'm like comparing my team to other teams because I love my roster but like I said a lot of these teams are gonna be stacked this guy is Joe Burrow Josh Jacobs Joe Mixon Justin Jefferson Keenan Allen David Njoku and Alvin Kamara it's solid Drake London on his bench Kenneth Walker and David Montgomery that's solid I like my team better this guy's got Justin Herbert uh Eckler so he's relying on Chargers DeAndre Hopkins and Jalen Waddle are his wide receivers don't love that he stole Dallas Goddard for me and he has George Pickens which I also like uh he does have Gibbs, who I like a lot, and Jalen Waddle, who I do like. All right, I'm on the clock, taking Anthony Richardson as my backup quarterback, even though you don't need a backup quarterback in this league. But they're going now, so Tua just went, Kirk Cousins just went, uh, Rondell Moore just went. Back to checking out other rosters, as I'm 12 picks away now, uh, before I take either Elijah Mitchell or Ezekiel Elliott. This guy has Justin Fields, James Cook, Cam Akers, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, Mark Andrews, D.K. Metcalf. Not a bad team. Well, I'm not scared of it. This guy's got Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey, and Brees Hall, who I like. Uh, and Amon Ross St. Brown, I loved. He 
uh, T. Higgins, who's good. Darren Waller, Calvin Ridley. This is a pretty good team. He's also got Dalvin Cook on his bench and Traylon Burks. I like this team a lot. This guy's called Dalla. Um, and I like his team. Team Glick, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb, George Kittle, Tyler Lockett. I don't know. It's okay. I don't, I don't love that team at all. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is another guy. Trevor Lawrence, Nick Chubb, Damian Pierce, Olave, Kelsey, Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper. That really depends if Kelsey, how long Kelsey's out for. So we'll see about that. This guy's got Prescott, Najee Harris, Rashad White, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith. I hate that team. Wow, that team's going to suck. Um, Elijah Moore just went. I thought it was Elijah Mitchell. I got nervous for a second. Um, and then this guy's been picking in front of me all day. Patrick Mahomes, Tony Pollard, Travis Etienne. He took Garrett Wilson. That was a reach at the time, but looks good now. Evan Ingram and Mike Williams. Still, I think I have the best team. And then we them boys, of course, has to be. And I think in, I think that's a rule in every like public league on ESPN or wherever you are. By the way, Rashad Penny went. Jeremy McKinnon went. Uh, Dalton Schultz went. DJ Chark went. Uh, I think it's a rule that every league has to have a guy called We Them Boys, I think at least. Uh, so Josh Allen, Brian Robinson, Ramondre Stevenson, Stephon Diggs, Jerry Judy, and TJ Hawkinson. Um, and James Conner is this guy's team, We Them Boys. Allen, Robinson, eh, I don't love that team either. So, so far it seems like I clearly have the best team. Hurts, Henry, Barkley, Debo, McLaurin, Firemuth. I should win this league easy. If I am still paying attention to it, you guys have to remind me. Be like, hey, remember you have that league you drafted, whatever. All right, so I'm on the clock, as you heard, if you heard that little noise. Um, I could take. Let me go to my queue, because I could take. Oh, man. Elijah Mitchell got taken. I was looking for Elijah Mitchell, and he was drafted. Damn. Mitchell was drafted. Justin Tucker was already drafted. Darnell Mooney, Geno Smith, Nico Collins, Michael Gallup. So I'm going with Zeke Elliott. I think he's going to get a lot of red zone touches. Uh, so if one of my other running backs doesn't work out, we have Zeke Elliott. And then coming back around, I think I'm already going to go for defense and kicker, see what happens, see if I take either the Niners or the Patriots defense. And then um, Tucker was taken, which is smart. I think he's like that good. They could be taken early. In- All right, so now it's my pick. Let's see what's going on. I think I'm going... Do I go defense or do I go kicker? Niners defense just went... I am going Pats D. So I'm going to do Pats defense and special teams. Someone just took the Steelers. Someone just took Russell Wilson. And then coming back, I'll probably take the kicker, I guess. I'm 12 picks away. Um, and then I just have one more bench spot to fill. So this is going to be fun. Hope you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. <laughs> Okay, let's see. I have to find one more guy. I like Kenneth Gainwell. I don't mind him. Um, I like Alan Lazard a lot. I might go Alan Lazard or Zay Jones. One of those guys. Romeo Dobbs still available. Oh, I love those guys. All right. So I have the guys that I'm looking at. So I'm going to take my kicker here. It's either going to be McPherson or if one of those top kickers goes, maybe I'll just take my position player and then take my kicker last. So we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, my position player is going to be Dobbs, Zay Jones, or Alan Lazard, a wide receiver. 
So uh, I'm done at the running back position with Zeke Elliott and um, uh, AJ Dillon as my backups. Of course, Madison right now, as of now, is in my flex spot. I don't think he'll be starting there in the end of PPR league. But Barkley and Henry. So Barkley, Henry, Madison, Dillon, and Zeke Elliott. Four of those five guys are all starting running backs. I like that a lot. And then um, as far as my wide receivers that I was nervous about early, but it's Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, Christian Kirk, Gabe Davis. That's solid too. Um, So we're going to finish that off with one of let's go back to my queue uh, i have evan mcpherson at the top of my queue and then zay jones and alan lazard so and romeo Dobbs. so if there are kickers still available or if kickers aren't going yet or whatever we'll see how it goes i'm not used to having to draft a kicker and defense you think that was a reach for the patriots I think they were maybe the second defense taken. They were the highest scoring defense in the league last year. They score points. That's what you want in fantasy. I don't know. I think they'll continue to score points. They're a really good defense. I think the Patriots, you heard me yesterday, I think the Patriots are making the playoffs. So, I don't know. All right, this is really tedious. It's the end of the draft. We are 36 minutes in. Oh, man. Someone's going to enjoy this. I hope. I hope someone enjoys this. And, well, obviously, you already heard all the picks. You already heard uh, my recap of Thursday Night Football. I'm excited to see what happens. Right now, my money is on Chiefs Moneyline and the under 53.5 parlayed at plus 174. It's my pick. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with Evan McPherson. My kicker is going to be Evan McPherson. That's awesome. He's a good kicker and... He's on a team that's going to score a lot of points. And then coming back around, I mean, there's a bunch of dudes still available as to be expected in a more shallow league. Deontay Foreman, Kenneth Gainwell, Damian Harris, some guys. I like Alan Lazard. I need my Jets. I don't think I have any Jets on the team yet. So if he's my only Jet, Alan Lazard, I can live with that. And say Jones, I like him too, but I like Lazard better. I think for me, it's like Rodgers always likes the guys he's familiar with and the security blanket. I think Lazard fits that perfectly. So I'm four picks away. We'll see if Lazard gets taken before me. Harrison Bucker just went. Right now, I haven't been announced. It's been mostly kickers and defense, although Greg Dolchich and Keith Kincaid and Tyler Algier went in there. Also, Jalen Warren went in there. A bunch of random. Russell Wilson went. I told you I got him for like $7 in my other league, and I'm really not happy about it. I don't love Russell Wilson. I don't believe in that team. Uh, but I looked at his numbers from last year, which was like such a down year. He still wasn't terrible. I know he had a couple of big games in there that where he kind of looked vintage Russell Wilson, but he was mostly bad. So on a week-to-week basis, he's probably going to screw me, but uh, we'll see. It's a two-quarterback league. My other quarterback is Jared Goff. I got Jared Goff later, and I love – like, I wasn't going to lose him in the auction. I was going to bid my ass off for Jared Goff because I think that's going to be one of the best offenses in the league. All right, I'm on the clock, and my guy is there and available and just staring me in the face. So I'm going to take Alan Lazard, and I'm complete. My draft is complete. I'm going to exit. 
uh, and you guys can be freed of listening to me draft my own fan. By the way, considering the first like 10 minutes of this was just me vamping, 30-minute draft, I love it. 10 teams, lots of guys on auto draft. This is awesome. Again, my team, Jalen Hurts, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, uh, Fry, Pat Fryermuth, Alexander Madison, Pat's D, Evan McPherson, Mike Evans, Christian Kirk, A.J. Dillon, Gabe Davis, Anthony Richardson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Alan Lazar. This might be better than any of my other fantasy teams <laughs> that I have in the leagues that I'm actually paying money for. Doesn't it always work out that way? All right. That'll do it for the podcast. Until next time, guys, we'll recap all the games from Sunday on Sunday night, and we'll preview Monday night football. Probably preview Monday night football on the in-flight snack podcast. Well, there will be a preview already out about it on the in-flight pod snack podcast where we preview the AFC East also. But until next time, like, subscribe, share it with a friend. As always, I appreciate appreciate all you guys for listening, especially if you stayed through this. Uh, thank you. You were the best nights of my life. You got the light that always shines. I miss the way that you move and the way I get high when you take me to your eyes. Like I'm standing in the sky. I see your subway cars and your old graffiti. I breathe your air when I land in another city. I'll be that one that's got you printed on my bones. Yeah, you're all I know. Everywhere I go, oh, oh, I change it all. Oh, 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 always on my own. Birds flying on the high line With the sidewalks burning We pray for rain in July I want the Yankees 99 yeah. And the Knicks yeah. on a sold out night When the curtains close And the Broadway streets are alive hey. I need your heartbeat close Don't you ever leave me And I breathe your air When I land in another city And I'll be that one that's got
I'm still here. 